should I start my grievances now? Yes. Okay. Let me. I had to open up my file. Um, the first grievance I had was that um, I did cover Mark Molina. I, I covered his actor for IMDb Corner a few episodes ago. I think it was with Hannah. Yeah, I definitely wasn't there. So it would have been one of the ones that I was listening to, but to be honest, I He's don't. not that relevant. <laughs> no. His actor, like, I don't think he was in that many stuff anyway. Did not um, stand out. But glad we flowers, he got covered while he's there. Huh? <laughs> yes. Flowers are gay. Yeah, sure. Um, also, in the last episode, Anna was complaining about how a lot of characters have similar names, like Leo and Leon and Tom and Thomas. I don't mind that because in real life, there are lots of people with the same exact name. So like, it's sort of similar, but they're just a little bit different. So we can like know who each person is. Right. But like the show does not care about real life in any other way. I feel like it's not ever intentional (laughs) that those characters have similar names because that's also real life. I mean, I probably, but at the same time, like, their audience there and... has to be some intention if you're naming someone Leon. I don't know. I, I feel know. like someone was just like, <laughs> Leon's a cool name, right? Cool guy. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've never met anyone named Leon. Like, that's not a real name. I don't think I've ever met an American person named Leon. Right. Those guys... I mean, theoretically, we don't know they're... Gay or European. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, my last grievance is... Well, it's not really a grievance, but, like, the last episode you brought up Jenna Marbles, The Face. Mm-hmm. And that reminded me that you were the person that introduced me to Jenna Marbles <laughs> in, like, fifth grade. Because you were like, hey, do you like rants? Because, you know, we were moody... dramatic teenage children yes and yeah yeah she did a lot of rant videos wonderful 10-year career remember or no not remember but the person who showed me jenna marbles and that video in particular was redacted who will be redacted but like (laughs) and also you have no experience with redacted but no i've never met her anna does talk about her (laughs) so much like what? I feel like I know her but I I wouldn't be able to draw her like I have no idea what she looks like I just know the name yeah so she came in to dance one day and was just like I saw the funniest video and then she like reenacts the entire video yeah. of the face it was it was great okay love to see it any other grievances um it's not a grievance but it was like raining really hard a few minutes ago, but it's like really bright out and sunny and it was really pretty, but I could not find a rainbow anywhere. The grievance with God. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's like, where's this fucking miracle? How dare I you? saw a rainbow a few days ago though, so I guess it's okay. Yeah, you put it on Snapchat. Yeah, wasn't it nice? Yeah, it took me a while to like figure out what you were actually videoing i didn't see the rainbow at first i was just like what am i supposed to be looking at right now okay uh okay falling in love slow tap welcome to slow tap uh i have for you today season one episode 19 money for nothing chicks for free which if you do not know is a reference to a song by dire straits i think it's just called money for nothing but like weird that they would decide to reference a song at this point. I don't think they've done that before or again. I've also never heard of that song or that band. Fairly popular, um, but not like, I don't think it was like played on the radio type popular, you know? Mm. Um, But like the money for nothing part makes sense to the, to the, show episode is the word that i'm looking for uh chicks for free not so much not sure how to get that reference 
you could have just named it money for nothing. I don't think we needed the chicks for free part in there, but then we wouldn't know that it was a reference to the song. I I guess. (laughs) Anyways, uh, starting out, Molly is in the kitchen. She is dressed professional again. Same way we started. Fancy. Like his last episode or the episode before that, uh, George comes in and he's an asshole about it again. He's like, oh, you got a job interview, whatever. Um, she is wearing a blouse with this like bow thing that yeah. you tie at your neck. And I don't know if like I would ever wear something like that, but I like it on her. Like, good for her. It does look really cool. It's yeah. unique. I feel like you don't see that often. Yeah. Like, I. You know what else is unique? What's um, unique? The fact that George's tie clashes horribly with his shirt. <laughs> I did not notice that, but that does not surprise He's me. He's wearing like a blue, green, and white striped shirt, and like his tie is navy. No, I'm not, I don't know why I said navy. It's not navy, it's tan. <laughs> With like those are two like very blocks. different colors. I don't like I was still stuck on the his striped yeah. shirt, but like it just doesn't go with two different patterns that don't relate to each other. <laughs> but what will we expect George to know about yeah. fashion? Uh does he always just wear like a a shirt, a tie, and a what are those button-up shirts called? I don't know. <laughs> Is that always what he's wearing? Just different variations of that. I can't think of him in any other sort of clothes. I feel like he's mm, he's not always wearing a tie, but I feel like he's normally dressed casually, if not in a suit thing. When I think of casually, I think of like t-shirt or like just long sleeve sweater or something. Like I can't imagine him in that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Plus, like, if you work in a furniture store, like, do you really need to be dressed in a three-piece suit? I mean, he doesn't wear the jacket ever, I don't think. Yeah, but still, but like, like, do you need a, a tie? I don't know. Maybe that's just what he's going for. The professionalism is what I brings guess, people into a this, store. This episode is all about professionalism. Uh-huh. Um, so the house in general, their house phone gets a call from Thomas and... I don't remember which of them picks it up. I think Molly does. And Thomas asks for Ashley. But Ashley isn't there because Ashley is sitting right next to him at the bus stop. So I guess right. she just told him to call to prove that no one cares about her or ever knows yeah. where she is. <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, basically, they just, I don't know, that phone call ends. Uh, Molly talks to Amy and says that they need to get jobs. Amy's just like, why can't we just live off of welfare from the government? (laughs) Um, She's also bitter about Donnie and Leon not wanting to adopt her baby. Uh, Even though they want to, aren't they like adopting like an entire foster family? They're going to try. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh, taking that personally. She's bitter about that for a while. She had a whole moment about that in my episode. Yeah. That's why I made sure to note it because I was like, oh, that's going to come back later. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really that significant, but it does come up again. Uh, Amy also says that neither Molly or herself are qualified to do any job in the entire world, essentially. Which like, I think is silly because Molly, even though she didn't graduate, she still went to college. She mm-hmm. probably has an associate's degree at the very least. Yeah. And like, Honestly, there are jobs that don't require any qualifications at all. Right, yeah. <laughs> Including this hot dog that they get. Like, you don't need qualifications for something like that. No, definitely not. Um, they shift to talking about adoption at some point. I don't know. Then they go back to talking about jobs. You, Amy, or... Molly is like, you have to just be willing to take any job, which is essentially like, yeah, even jobs that you don't want. Those are the ones that you're probably going to be qualified to get. So you got to start somewhere. Got to work your way up that ladder, girl. Molly also says it's easier to get a job once you have a job 
which everyone says that I disagree (laughs) yeah I don't know if that's necessarily true or not because it's really like finding a job like actually searching for a job takes so much time and effort and like applications like usually you have to like write a different cover letter for each application and like Mm -hmm. sometimes they'll ask you like to fill out this giant questionnaire that will take like an hour of your time and if you're applying to like a lot of different places you're not going to guarantee that any single one of them is even going to like get back to you and once they do you have to like go for the interview and you need to have time available to go get an interview like yeah, it's I, literally the worst. <laughs> and it's not something like once you have a job, it's not something that you're like really motivated to do because you're like, oh, well, I already have a job. So I don't necessarily want to like go looking for another go one. Go looking for another one and like lose this one. <laughs> Especially like because most of the time these people are working nine to fives Mm -hmm. and your interview is going to be during those hours so you're going to have to miss out on the job you already have to go do the interview yeah like from experience looking for a job can become a full-time job in and of itself exactly but that's not that's not news news (laughs) to them they're in the recession (laughs) okay uh so we're moving on. We're going to Ashley and Thomas at the bus stop. Ashley lies and says she's 17 and he doesn't <laughs> believe her. What is it with everyone <laughs> lying about their ages on their show? Like these anyone two, would believe them. These two in particular just lie to each other all the time. And I can't, <laughs> like, that's just. Nothing that they say really, to each other is true. Yeah. And they just accept that. And I think it's just fun for them at that point. Yeah. Thomas Thomas admits to lying about school that he went to her school because he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, He stares at her for an awkward amount of time and then drops a cheesy line about wanting to stare at her lips or something. I don't remember what the line was in particular. He admits he's homeschooled and that he doesn't get along with others. And then says he's 15, which at this point I'm like, okay, do we believe him? Because he has not put up a good uh, trustworthy base yet. Right. I would believe if he said 15, because like everyone else on the show is basically 15. It's just everything he says was like sketchy to me. So it's like, yeah. is he 15? And we find out that he's not 15, he's 13. But if anything, I would have thought that he was older than 15. Like, finding out that he's actually younger is, like, weird to me. Yeah, he definitely doesn't look 13. No. I mean, like, there have definitely been some old-ass-looking 13-year-olds, <laughs> but for the sake of TV. Yeah. Uh, he gives her his number, and then falling in love happens. Falling in love. We go to Molly in a job interview for the Hot Dog Hut. So, this guy that she's interviewing with i saw his face and i was like i swear to god i've seen this guy somewhere um he looks like every other bitch i he looked very specific to me where i was like i don't know where i've seen this man but i've you seen know, him somewhere just looks like a fourth jonas brother <laughs> i could see that for sure he was definitely i definitely like thought of him as like disney era something disney nickelodeon he must have been in yeah um so his he looks IMDb, like the halfway point between kevin and joe yeah uh his imdb apparently this character's name is randy i don't know if they actually say that at any point but <laughs> the character yeah, is called i'm randy. not sure i'll uh, let you know because i have it playing in the yeah. background but like i don't think i remember them mentioning it uh he's played by nicholas brown his birthday is may 1st 1988 which I think makes him a Taurus. That uh, sounds about right. So he was in three Disney movies. Minutemen, he's one of the like main three dudes. Have okay. You okay. I think that is where I like recognized him from. Probably. Uh, he's. I don't think I saw that one, but I think it was one of the more popular Disney Channel original movies, right? I honestly don't know how popular it actually was. It really stuck with me, but like, I don't know... <laughs> I don't know Did if it, it has have a lasting impact on yes. you. 
Yes. But I don't know if it's as iconic as, say, Princess Protection Program, which he is also in. <laughs> um, Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> so in Princess he, Protection Program. Does he have Program, a significant role in that he's one? He's like, I don't know if you remember anything about Pr- Princess Protection Program, but there's a character that has a video camera that's like obsessed with videoing everything. Uh, so he's in that. I don't remember the specifics, but I do oh. remember like the general plot and Demi Lovato and Selma Gomes. Uh, he's Selena Gomez's friend in that. And then he's also okay. in Sky High. He's okay. Oh, he is the guy who glows in the dark, which he looks a lot different in Sky High oh. than he does in anything else. <laughs> Like, I did not, I was like, there's no way I recognized him from that, but I've seen that. Um, he's also- That was probably the most iconic role he had. Yeah. But he looks really, like, his hair is, like, bright blonde in that and not dark brown. So, I don't know. He looks different. Uh, he's also in The Perks of Being a Wallflower, 10 Things I Hate About You, Succession, and there's a movie that is not yet released that he's in called Cat Person, which I am interested yeah. in. Um, you need to see that as <laughs> yes. soon as it's released and yes. let us know. I'm excited about it. Uh, and he also, in 2020, released a satirical pop punk song called Antibodies about the pandemic. Hmm. So that's Nicholas right. Brown for you. Uh, so the interview... Uh, Molly is talking about her college experience. She didn't finish. She says that she got a 3.8 grade point average. Good for her. Yeah. In business management, which I was like, wait a minute. Haven't we said repeatedly that she majored in women's studies? Yeah, but you could still take those kind of classes. She says she... I mean, I interpreted it as her saying she majored in business management. I don't know specifically if she's like, I studied business management. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, is she lying? What happened to women's studies? I don't know. Um, but she also says how her time as a full-time mom gave her a lot of experience. And she like lists all these things that would translate to work, which I was like, you know, accurate. Good for her. Yeah. Uh, the, the guy, Randy is like, uh, he, she needs to speak Spanish because the cook only speaks Spanish, which is not true. I don't know if he knows that or if like, he's just trying to get rid of her. He speaks to the cook in Spanish. I was confused by that whole thing. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure that's the only time we've ever gotten subtitles for the Spanish right yeah whenever they whenever the cook speaks in Spanish they actually subtitle it which they talk in Spanish all the time on this show yeah I know this is never subtitled maybe people finally complained about it I mean we'll see going forward (laughs) if uh it makes a difference in the future or if it was like they're not even main characters no (laughs) like they do have like a whole lot of dialogue for some reason Mm -hmm. um Molly doesn't speak Spanish. She she took French. So uh, she is like, oh, I'll need an assistant to speak Spanish for me. And that is how Amy also gets a job. Which, again, has that ever been mentioned before? What, that she speaks Spanish? or Yes, that Amy has ever taken a Spanish class. No, I mean, <laughs> no types of classes so far, are ever we've mentioned. we only ever found out about her being in the band, which... There's only one minuscule part of school. Yeah, honestly. That's we like don't even an after school activity. <laughs> um, so the hot dog guy, I like the Fernando, I also wanted to look up on IMDb because I was pretty sure neither of these guys ever came back again. Right. So bonus IMDb for Fernando. Uh, I'm glad you did that because I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his name is Juan Carlos Cantu. He has no birthday listed and no personal information available. He All is right. 61 different things. Uh, two of the main ones are the bridge and the eye. Never heard of them, but those are his biggest things. Uh, he also is in Dexter, 
just for like one episode oh. and Better Call Saul. He's in a few episodes, like oh. a lot of episodes of Better Call Saul, apparently. Okay. Uh, I've never seen any of those things, but there you Did go. Did you ever watch Breaking Bad? No, oh. I don't watch anything. <laughs> I understand. Um, should I watch Breaking Bad at this point? I feel like that would be too late. No, it's not too late. Because I've definitely watched it. It's never too late. I watched it like a few months ago the whole way through again. Really? Yes. It's, I'd say it's like a good background show because <laughs> maybe this is a controversial opinion. I feel like there's not that much that happens in every really? episode. Like they're hour long episodes, but I don't think you need to pay attention to every single second to there's understand. There's a lot of filler. It's, it is good. Okay. But, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I mean, people used to hype it up a lot. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the hype is that time... necessary. I, I feel like time has brought that down a little bit, though. I would think you're not the only one who would just be like, yeah, it's not as great <laughs> as everyone thought it was. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to Amy in the hallway except she's just chilling on the stairs in the middle of the stairs just sprawled out across them no one is allowed to go up or down anymore jake comes up to her and he's selling candy bars for disadvantaged youth he offers for her to buy some he lists these flavors plain caramel nougat dark chocolate milk chocolate which would you pick Also, plain, and I... Yeah, okay, that's what I was just going to bring up, because (laughs) milk chocolate is Is normally, like, the plain. plain. Yeah. So what is plain Um, chocolate if milk chocolate is a separate flavor? (laughs) Right. I... Who knows? (laughs) No one read the script for this, I guess. Like, he could have just not said that. Well, and he, like, the only other chocolate is white chocolate, because he lists dark chocolate and milk chocolate. But that can't be plain. I don't know. No. But if I were to choose out of those flavors, probably like caramel, I guess. Yeah, I always go for caramel. I was just wondering. Uh, so he's selling them for $5 per bar, which is insane. No one wants that. Right. Uh, and like, they're I, not even like that sizable. No. Like, I get that fundraising you just kind of have to choose how much to sell it for because uh-huh. and you want more money so you're like what if we just sold each bar for five dollars but that's not how it works because <laughs> no one wants to buy it anymore nope amy calls ben and is like hey i need you to give me money and so he's like i got you boo and pays for the overpriced chocolate for her he buys he was like right there. Yeah, he's also like, where are you? And she says that. And he's like, oh, I'm right there too. <laughs> like, <laughs> very convenient. Um, he buys four candy bars and Jake just gives them four random ones instead of letting them pick, which I would mm-hmm. be annoyed with if I were buying overpriced chocolate. I would at least want the option. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. Then Jake walks away and Amy's like, why can't I do that? And Ben's like, do what? And she's like, profit from the hard labor of others. And then she throws a fit once Ben suggests that she gets a job. And You know, like everyone else in America? Yeah. I mean, that's just life, Amy. Like, you're going to have to get a job eventually. Right. Um, but Ben is like, well, you either get a job or you adopt or you put your child up for adoption. And Amy's like, you should date my mother, which <laughs> is weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then she leaves and Ricky shows up and he tells Ben that he wants Amy and the baby and insults Ben or something. He steals a candy bar from him and then walks away. <laughs> uh, Jake they're still in the hallway, but then we go to Jake and Grace. Uh, Jake says that 
birth control makes women crave chocolate because he's just trying to sell chocolate to her. Uh, She's like, $5 is too much, which we've established. And then Grace also just takes the candy bars from him and is like, you know what? I'll sell them, which, okay, go ahead, Grace. But like, why? (laughs) Yeah, like, you don't need to do that. Um, Grace then goes to Adrian and... Adrian's like five dollars is too much money for a chocolate bar and then she says that the majorettes sell candy bars for two dollars and fifty cents because they like have a trip to DC good for them right uh DC is like really far from them that's all the way across the country so like sell that candy Adrian (laughs) like get that cash isn't that crazy though because like it's one thing for when we went to DC for a field trip because like We're only a state away. It's like a five-hour bus trip at most. It's not too far. But people really do go from, like, the middle of the country and from the West just to go to D.C. Yeah. Uh, That's a big commitment. Like, our school would never have sent us. Well, I mean, they sent people to Hawaii, though. So, I guess. Yeah, but that's different because it was a specific group of people and you had to commit to it for a certain amount of time i mean this is a specific group of people majorettes (laughs) they're committed to it yeah but like if you get the money that it's no big deal yeah i mean that's i guess that's the case for anyone like (laughs) you any field trip as long as people are willing to fundraise and get the money like or just pay for it out of pocket there just has to be the interest for that well, I guess there's a lot of interest for the majorettes to go to DC. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> um, okay. So Adrian asks Grace for her sweater because she thinks her brother wants a more innocent girl look to her. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I'll just steal clothes from Grace. Uh, Grace then offers to help Adrian reclaim her virginity. Is this a thing? <laughs> that churches do actually no i'm pretty sure it is a thing is it i mean i think it's mostly for people that are like you know crazy evangelicals like horror story kind of things Mm -hmm. like that kind of abusive stuff i don't think any protestant can just be like (laughs) i'm reclaiming my virginity i'm a virgin again now (laughs) Um, and then Grace also tells Adrian to tone down the lip gloss. How dare she? This is literally so rude. how dare she? That is her signature. Wearing yes. lip gloss doesn't make you a slut. Huh. So I was pretty upset with Grace at this moment. Um, he's judging her. And then only Grace God is like, can judge. <laughs> only God can reclaim your virginity. Um, Grace then is like, hey, look at how all the boys want virgins. And then she sells candy to them. And they're all so excited to pay $5 for a candy bar because she's a virgin. Um, Vishnu loves to flip-flop everyone's like popularity levels because yeah. in some episodes, Grace is like the weird Jesus freak that no one really cares for. And then she's also like really popular because she's a virgin, I guess. Yeah, it's like in one case, everyone doesn't, like, all the boys want to avoid her because they know that she doesn't want to have sex with anyone. Yeah, and, and then, she wants and, to, like, commit to marriage. And now they're like, oh, she's never had sex anyone, so that's with anyone, so she's desirable. Like... Yeah, let's buy $5 chocolate <laughs> off of her. Like, make up your mind, which is it? <laughs> um, But still in the hallway... Ben and Ricky run into each other again. Um, Ben asks what Ricky's backup plans are. He can't get Amy. And he's like, you need to pay child support so you get a job. And Ben is basically like, I have all this money, so it's not an issue for me. So Amy will choose me because I have money and you don't. And then he takes the bar, the candy bar back from Ricky, the one that he just stole, <laughs> is like, you didn't take things that you can't pay for. 
and I hate Ben so much. What a classist. So entitled. I have issues yeah, is. with him. Um. So then we see out of the hallway, we're going to George. He's at work. He's confused about Donovan and Leon backing out of the adoption. And Donovan says that it's not because of Ricky, but it's because of all the Rickies out there who need homes, which I guess is kind of the point of Ricky's like adoption speech to them, where he's just trying to right. make them feel bad for people like him and he wants them to adopt those people instead of their baby. I don't know. Um, Donovan is then like the, like uh, these children, the foster children, the older ones present challenges, but what children don't facts. That is my point of view on adoption. Exactly. (laughs) So good for him for making the world better (laughs) instead of just being selfish and wanting to raise a baby from like the get-go and shape it into a person exactly like yourself. Hello. (laughs) Hey. Skylar's coming to move her stuff out. Okay. Um, But so did Ricky, is that, so Ricky's personal adoption speech convinced donovan and leon to not take his baby is that what i'm getting at i guess i was really (laughs) confused about ricky's adoption speech to donovan and leon and what it was supposed to accomplish what it did accomplish is it made donovan and leon feel bad for the foster children of the world in general and wanted (laughs) them like they then wanted to adopt the foster children that they already had but then couldn't adopt, but they want to instead of like a baby that is already yeah. supposedly taken care of. I don't know. So but, now they're going to go after them again. Yeah. But Ricky didn't know that. So he was just talking. <laughs> he was just saying words. <laughs> I don't know. He's just really dramatic. A lot. Yeah. Whatever. It had the effect Ricky wanted at least. But so then George says to Leon, why are you taking on other people's problems, but not mine? <laughs> I hate George so much. Um, he is the worst, but like, it is kind of funny. And then Leon is like, it's all about acceptance. Like you just need to accept problems as they come and deal with it or something fake deep. And then George is like, damn it, why'd you make me cry? And what? (laughs) I don't don't even understand. Uh, Apparently, George still loves Molly. And I guess that's why he's crying, because he wants, it's like accepting someone is who they are. I don't know. And then he reveals that he is buying a house. I think that's a reveal. I think we didn't know that yet. Yeah, I think this is the first time he mentions that. Okay. Uh, we go to so that's done and then Molly shows up at their school supposedly maybe to pick Amy up but she's just like in the hallway with them uh, tells Amy that they got a job and I I noted that Amy was not wearing layers I guess for the Uh, first time that was a very big deal (laughs) and Amy's all upset because she doesn't want to work Oh, well. I think it's weird that they were just, like, willing to hire her daughter without ever having (laughs) met her, not even knowing how much Spanish she knows, just, like, taking Molly's word for it. But That whole interview was, like, not real. I don't know. None of that made sense. Um, So then they go to the hot dog hut. Uh, This guy orders some hot dogs with onions on it and molly calls them crybabies which i thought was funny yeah um amy complains about molly making up names in spanish to fernando and fernando's like just let her have her fun and then amy's all upset about working and fernando's like this is fun i have fun you just gotta choose to have fun and amy continues to be 
uh angsty teenager instead of just she's like fun. is it even working she's she, just standing there it's such a good job honestly to- <laughs> yeah yeah like she doesn't even have to touch the hot dogs at all like she just stands no, there exactly. and translates she just has to stand there and say everything back to him in spanish even though he already understands everything. yeah <laughs> like um, there aren't that many ways to customize a hot dog so hot dog so the this hot dog place only sells hot dogs chips soda and water remember that for later um we go to George and Ashley they are at home and they're wondering what kind of job Amy and Molly got and then Ashley asks if the guy with the dead dog can come over which I just think is funny that that's just what they call him uh I will be calling him that from now on guy with the dead dog yeah and George is like sure I don't care I'll be in the garage don't get pregnant (laughs) <laughs> i mean that's a pretty relevant warning yeah um this recording is about to end so i'm just gonna stop there okay intermission over okay because zoom doesn't want us to have things for free no capitalism is great um ricky is waiting outside of the band room listening to Ben be bad at the symbols. It's pretty funny. He's real bad, which uh, Ricky's just sitting there laughing at him. And then Ben comes out and Ricky's like, why are you so bad at everything you try to do? You know what? <laughs> He's so right about that. Yeah, ben and, is bad at everything. And that's what Ben says. He's like, you know what? You're so right about that. I am bad at everything. He doesn't even deny that. He can pull laundry list of things that he's tried and has been bad at. Um, And then he asks Ricky not to hit him. Uh, (laughs) And then Ricky basically plants the idea that Amy is a gold digger and only wants Ben for the money. I mean, Um, that's not untrue. Yeah. With, and it's also something that, like, Ben was kind of saying earlier, like, proudly. But now he's all like, oh, no, about it. Um, so, end of that scene. Then Grace, Adrian, and Reverend Stone yeah. are all at Grace's house. They're talking about restoring Adrian's virginity. And Adrian says that she doesn't like to think of sex as a mistake. Good for her. Um, yes, Reverend Stone, girl. Yes, Reverend Stone basically says, "Just ask for God's forgiveness, and you'll be a spiritual virgin, virgin again." And basically, he says, "Just go to confession." <laughs> like there is no I mean, specific reclaim your virginity process. Yeah. It's just confess and ask to be forgiven. Which then he asks, "Yeah, if- I kind of figured it would have been something like that." <laughs> He asks if Adrian is Catholic, which confused me because is it just like, is he just asking for information or is he is he Catholic? Because yeah. I thought Anna said he was Protestant. Catholic. Yeah, everyone in this, the only Catholic who is confirmed is Madison. Right. But he's asking <laughs> if Adrian is Catholic, I guess, because then he talks about the whole confession, like, process sacrament is it is confession a sacrament mm-hmm. okay i don't really remember yes. what the word sacrament means <laughs> um well confession is one of the holy sacraments right like uh but when did you have your first confession when i was like in second grade okay, the same, same. year the lie? same year <laughs> it was did you lie in your first confession like they taught us all of the sacraments in second grade and that was the year that you do like the first communion and yeah uh, stuff Mm -hmm. like that I don't think I lied I think I just did I said stupid stuff like I punched my brother and Mm -hmm. I took a snack cake out of the cupboard and didn't tell my mom about it or stuff like that as if it's a good thing you confess that because otherwise you would have gone to hell for sure 
Um, I also, anytime that they would tell me to say, well, I don't know. I think they only ever told us kids to say the our father, but my mom would go to confession and she would get like, you have to say 40 Hail Marys and 10 our fathers and how many, however many of these. Um, what? <laughs> like how? I feel like the most I've ever had was like, 10 Hail Marys and a couple Our Fathers because honestly I only knew three prayers yeah well I was gonna say I don't know the Hail Mary prayer still to this day I never properly learned it and I was too afraid to ask at some point uh Hail Mary full of grace the Lord is with thee blessed art thou amongst women blessed is the fruit of thy womb Jesus holy Mary mother of God pray for sinners now at the hour of our death amen never heard of her (laughs) what is that (laughs) it's one of the short ones i could never recite that to you honestly i know hail mary full of praise i knew it right now i would always get the two verses confused honestly very impressive (laughs) honestly the spirit of god came down to me with this sunset and just embodied me so that i could say it out for you and all of our lovely listeners um but yeah, so Reverend Stone is talking about confession to Adrian. I don't know if he's maybe just suggesting he she goes to a Catholic church that offers confession because they don't, I don't know if they do that at Protestant churches. I don't know. I'm confused. I'm not sure if they do that either. I'm confused about everything. Reverend Stone also asks Adrian if she's the girl that broke up Jack, Jake and Grace. And uh, she's like, not anymore character development i guess (laughs) she's not the same as she was right we see jake pulling up in front of duncan's house this is a good scene (laughs) i enjoy it uh he pulls out a giant wad of cash just Mm -hmm. flaunts it shows everyone in the general vicinity that he has a lot of cash on him he puts it in this empty box And then someone runs by and grabs the box from him and knocks him down. And he gets all panicked. He's like, okay, okay, I'm okay. Everything's fine. I'm okay. Just self-assurance, positive thoughts. Mm -hmm. He calls the police and they don't care. And he gets run into again. And that time he drops his keys and his phone and he just leaves them on the ground and runs to chase whoever ran into him. What a dummy. Yeah. Who would do that? I don't I don't know. Um, he apparently has confidence that he can fight whoever ran into him to get his money back or something. I don't know. Um, but then someone walks by, sees the keys on the ground, and just picks them up and takes his truck because why wouldn't they, mm. honestly? Right. Um we then we see Thomas or the, the guy with the dead dog. Uh, go over to the Jergens household and he brought wine for Molly and George. Then he says that he hates small talk and asks Ashley about aspartame. And to be honest, I did not know what that was. Did you Google it? I did Google it. Yes, uh, it's fake sugar. It's just fake sugar. But uh, Ashley's just like, that's a government conspiracy, I guess what that you shouldn't what is there was there like political drama about aspartame in 2008 um i don't know about in 2008 but i know that people i don't know it's basically just fake sugar they use it in diet products and it isn't really any better than real sugar okay it's bad for you in a different way than real sugar is so saying it's a government conspiracy would mean that it's weird to me because like to me it makes it sound like that oh aspartame isn't real it's fake like it's just is real i am confused uh but then he asks her about global warming and she also says that that's a government conspiracy she says that whilst living in southern california which has consistently been in a drought for decades (laughs) and is constantly on fire every summer i think we should track if other characters ever mention global warming like i wanted i want to know the lineup who who believes what i'm pretty sure 
George and Ben talked about global warming that one time that they when all they're met like, in Adrian's place. Oh, so I they're all thought, sharing their political views. There's a scene where Ben and George share their political views with each other, um, like sitting at the dinner table in George's house, in the Jurgens house, because they're just like agreeing about everything, and then uh Amy no, comes that in, was in and Adrian's like, place. I am a hundred percent positive that this, I mean, maybe it happens in Adrian's house too. And they're like, is there like a pizza party episode? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Cause it was when everyone was getting but, pizza for the school and Adrian let them use her place. There's definitely another scene of them talking about their political views though, earlier in the show. Well, maybe that they talk about global warming in one of them. I, yeah, maybe we'll have to check. I, I would like to make a chart. Um, but specifically, Ashley thinks that the government like made up global warming to distract everyone from animal testing. Okay, Ashley. Um, I don't think those are at all on the same level, but okay. <laughs> I mean, she's only 13, so I'll give yeah, it to her. Yeah, that's a pretty, that, I think that tracks for like 13-year-old political views. Yeah. Um. She also says the presidency is paid for by the cosmetics industry, which I thought was funny. Um, I, That's one way to allocate your funds. And then the guy with the dead dog is like, I better look that up at the library so that they can't <laughs> track that. <laughs> they can't track me or something. I guess. Um, lots of conspiracies happening here. I'm enjoying it. Uh, ben shows up to the Jurgens house and Ashley and Thomas open the door and Thomas is immediately like Benny as if he knows him, which I thought was funny and no one calls him Benny and no one should. That's not a good name. (laughs) Zero out of 10. Um, And And then George shows up. We know a lot of Ben's in our lives. I've never called a single one of them Benny. (laughs) Um, George then shows up. And then he calls Thomas the bus stop boy instead of the boy with the dead dog. So just lots of names for this guy. Uh, also, I don't, choices. I don't think Thomas shows up again after this episode. No, I There's don't think not, he does for a bit. I don't think, I don't know if he does at all, honestly. Um, because the next couple of episodes are like the iconic, like, pregnancy like delivering yeah, you're birthing really close child. To the birth. it's about to happen like and it came up so quick like i don't think he is involved in any of that and I then don't, i don't, don't know, know if he ever comes back in season two after that um, i guess we'll find out i guess so <laughs> but like it's if he never comes back again there is just no res like there's no send off to him there's no resolution no. it's very <laughs> just like he was there and now we never talk about him again um like many other characters <laughs> and plots on the show yes um so george is there and ben's at the door and george tricks ben into telling them where amy and molly are working and then george is like let's go stalk them and ben's like sounds like fun and ashley and thomas don't go (sighs) then we see jake again picking up on his story he stops running because two guys are in front of him and they ask him for his sneakers and he just gives them to him, to them. No, no Not fight back whatsoever. Fight. Yeah. Which leads me to wonder what he was planning on doing once he caught that guy. Because. Yeah. I mean, if he's, he's been mentoring Duncan for a few times and Duncan has specifically said multiple times, don't call the cops in this neighborhood. Yeah. Don't do this <laughs> and that. And here he is doing all doing of the things, all the things. don't do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but he just gives these guys his shoes and then he offers to buy them back. Like what a pushover. What? I mean, they weren't okay. even good shoes. No. And that, they say that they're like, we don't want your they shoes. They were just man. like some new balances. <laughs> um, and yeah, then whenever he offers to buy them back, then they're like, okay. And then they take his money and then they just grab his whole wallet and then they tell him to run. And he's like, gotcha. <laughs> And he does this awkward little run that reminded me of uh, 
Ansel Elgort's run in Divergent that we always made fun of. Oh. <laughs> it kind of looked like that. <laughs> um, this water appears to be radioactive. <laughs> or at least it has been for the last 200 years. <laughs> oh, no. Remember when they changed the ending of Allegiant because they thought they were just going to make another movie and then they just didn't? Is that why they changed it? Well, I assumed so. I, I didn't mean, know they were planning on making another movie. I just thought they, they changed it because they didn't like the original one. They changed it so that it was like there wasn't there was a ton of stuff left unresolved. And I think like the last line of the movie is like, let's go to Providence, Rhode Island, or something like that. Like they they're like planning to do something else. I don't really remember, honestly. I know it was different though, but like it wasn't I just thought a, it was funny that Providence was like a major yeah, plot point in the whole thing. Uh, but that was weird. Anyway, the divergent whole like fad was very weird. Um which Shailene Woodley is also in, so that's relevant. Right. Anyway, uh this, these guys taking Jake's money are like never mind we're kidding and they laugh at him and they ask him what happened and that he's just explaining everything and they laugh at everything he says and then they warn him about Duncan they say that he's protective of Shauna and they tell him you know you're chasing Duncan right and he's like what and then they offer him a ride nice guys that's nice of him yeah uh Ricky goes to Adrian's house and wants to have sex with her. And she's like, actually, I might want to be a virgin again. <clears throat> and Ricky's like, that's stupid. And then he leaves. Uh, the Adrian's brother shows up. What's Adrian's brother's name? Max. Okay, sure. You see, you wouldn't know because they only mention it like twice and then just no. refer, <laughs> she just refers to him as her brother the entire time mm-hmm. like to make it as awkward for everyone as possible yeah i had no idea what his name was i wrote down bro every time i had <laughs> to uh refer to him like she could have just said his name like they aren't <laughs> yeah. related but instead she's insistent upon being like yeah my brother i want to fuck my brother yeah she likes the shock value of it clearly <laughs> uh so he shows up and he gives her a teddy bear and she tells him that she's thinking about becoming a virgin. And he's like, uh, is that allowed? But also, I don't care. Whatever. Do what you want. And Adrian is worried that if they have sex, then he won't want to take her on dates again. And she wants to continue to go on dates because they're fun. Mm-hmm. And she's just generally confused by the whole concept of, like, a real relationship. Yeah, she was very confused. Yeah. Poor Adrian. Like, I guess she never saw, like, any sort of functioning relationship in her life from anyone. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So it's confusing to her. I don't know. And then they hug. And then we see back in the Jurgens house, Ashley and the bus stop boy. Uh, he's sitting at the table and she's cutting fruit question mark that she's not actually serving to him after that so I don't know why she's doing that uh, they're talking more about politics because they're they're just intelligent people who sit down and discuss politics instead of uh, babies and adoption and sex and stuff apparently um She made omelets for them, and I think they're omelets. They look like omelets to me. They don't refer to them as anything. (laughs) I don't know. Um, And they they talk about the day, like they're a married couple, and he's like, oh, this is so nice, dinner with the family, and Ashley's like, we're not family. Very deadpan. And then he admits that he's actually 13. And she's like, I knew it. And I'm like, what was the point of that? Who, literally, who would have known? Like, who cares? Yeah, it's not that relevant. No, like, it did not change Ashley's perception of him at all if he was 15 versus 13. I don't know. Uh, 
There's no benefit to being 15 years old. No. (laughs) Uh, Then we see Ben and Sausage King and George all show up to harass Molly at work. Um, George takes his hot dog order a stupidly specific way, which I annoyed me. Yeah. Uh, Then Fernando reveals that he also speaks English, but he pretended to need a translator so that Amy could have a job but he didn't know that Amy needed a job or had any idea who Amy was, whatever. Or, yeah, literally. I don't know. So like, I don't think in the interview, Molly ever mentioned that like, oh yeah, my 15 year old daughter is pregnant and also needs no, a job. No, Um. So not sure how that tracks, but who cares? Uh, then an architect shows up. You know, he's an architect because he has all these blueprints rolled up under his arm. Right, Uh, because that's what architects do. Yes, that's just how they walk around everywhere in life. Uh, He asks for a coffee. Now, this is relevant because it is a hot dog place. They only sell hot dogs, chips, water, and soda. And yet, she lets them have a coffee. She says they have coffee, but she was very adamant that they only had those four things earlier. And I was annoyed. No continuity whatsoever. Also, isn't it like the evening? Who's drinking coffee that late? Yeah, I don't know. He doesn't even want it. Later on, he's just like, I don't actually want coffee. It's like, why did you even come here? If you don't want anything, at least want something that's on the menu. No, like exactly. fake want a hot dog instead of coffee. I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. No. Um it not. but he flirts with her and then offers her a job, essentially. And wow, then nice. Fernando's like, ah, America. <laughs> As if that is something that happens on a daily basis in America. Yeah. Uh, Then Ben is talking to Amy and he's like, I can pay for the baby. And Sausage King hears this and turns around and he's like, "Uh, no, sir, you cannot. You get your own money if you're offering her any money. Mm -hmm. You're not giving mine away. Uh, Which is correct. Ben has no right to be offering that money. Uh, Sausage King tells him to get a job and pay for the baby himself. And Ben rolls his eyes at him as if he's joking or as if he's just pretending to be a good dad and isn't actually going to follow through. (laughs) And then Ben makes a joke that it's like, I'd do anything for you except get a job. And like, honestly, that's true though. Like he only gets a job because his dad forces him to work at the sausage place. Uh, he has no, he would not go get a job for anyone because he is entitled to his money. I don't know. To his father's money. Uh, Sausage King is like, I had no idea Ben was this lazy. You're the one who raised him that way. Like, I don't- Literally all season we've just seen about how entitled and lazy he is. Yes, like, how did you not notice this? Uh, this is when Sausage King is like, I'm going to make him work in our butcher shop. And then George and Sausage King decide to ditch Ben at the hot dog place and leave together. And George is like, want to go beat up that guy who flirted with Molly? <laughs> and then George looks longingly at Molly. And then the episode ends. What an amazing ending to that episode. <laughs> Not one of my favorites. No. Um, I did enjoy that they made Jake look like a fool in that one part. Uh, I mean, he's like renowned on the show to be stupid. Yeah. So I just enjoyed like seeing people laugh at him for that and seeing misfortune come to him with his car getting stolen and everything. Right. Like that was that was a good time. I also like the hot dog stand plot line. Mm-hmm. Um, when's the last time you have been to a hot dog place like that? Uh, I mean, it's not really like where they're working is inside still. It's not actually like a hot dog stand. Yeah, it's still like a little store, but they exist. I, I don't know. I've never been in like a hot dog store like that. I mean, I was at a hot dog stand in New York City like a couple weeks ago. Mm. But 
but that's a good time. <laughs> I don't know. Street hot dogs. Were they dogs. reasonably priced hot dogs? Yeah, they were like a dollar. Wow. That's also, even cheaper than the hot dogs that were on the show. There's a place really close to the hotel that we let I stayed at in New York that has $1 pizza. Like a slice of pizza is a dollar. And they're like really big slices. And you can get a whole pizza for like $8. And it's so nice. Yeah. I like lived off of that. Um I totally would too. Yeah. Like compared to everything else in New York. It was mm-hmm. so refreshing. And I don't understand because it's been there for years. I don't understand how they stay in business like that because they just never raise their prices. It's their thing. One dollar. I mean, if you but... got a bunch of people come into your stand yeah. all the time for your stuff. Yeah. Like it, it brings in more people than a lot of the surrounding places. And they're Absolutely. open like really late. So Absolutely. it's great. Anyway, this has been slow tat. I'm Carrie. I am not. And I'm so sorry. Bye. Bye. People are generally going to be mad at you if you just sit on a staircase and don't let them through. So maybe find a better place to sit. Perhaps a bench.